Hello and welcome. I am Laura Cragen, an intuitive eating and latter-day life coach. This podcast is for women who want to ditch diets, find body acceptance, and discover food freedom. As a fellow woman who wanted to lose weight for years, I know how it felt to be trapped by diet culture and at war with my body. Through my own hard work and struggles, I finally found a solution that helped me break free. The plan to get there Intuitive eating coupled with life-changing lessons of mindset overhaul and the gospel of Christ. I promise that as you follow these things I teach you here in this podcast, you will find happiness, peace, and most of all, freedom from the war with your body. So let's jump in. Hi everyone, welcome back. I am recording on the last day of school, so... My house is kind of full and busy, but there's a lot of fun energy and excitement here today. And we just did something fun as a family and had a pizza picnic and went out to the park. So I have a lot of happy vibes right now and I'm excited to record. Now, I am going to be doing kind of a a new series with this next month, the month of June. However, you will be seeing people come on the podcast every other week, but on the podcast episodes that I'm going to be speaking, this one and then the one in two weeks, I will be talking about terminology. And I'm really excited about this because when you come into this new world of intuitive eating and into this new world of coaching, there is just all sorts of terminology that we're not used to. So I want to help you know what that is, and then we can jump right into that, and you will be able to figure this out on your own if you need to. Of course, I'd love to come and coach with you, but get used to overtime, and there's going to be there are going to be quite a bit here today. So let's jump in. I have 20 terms that I'm going to talk to you about today. That sounds like a lot, but they will all mesh together pretty well, and it'll you'll catch on. And this week, I'm talking about the intuitive eating terminology. It became clear to me as I went through all the different terminology in what I do and all in the course that I've created. I I went back through there and just raked up different words that I knew that maybe the normal person doesn't know and understand unless they're in my world or they're in the world of intuitive eating or coaching. So for you, you'll learn about the intuitive one of eating ones today. These are the more logistical, clinical words, Some, most of them. And then next week, I feel like is even more, more of my favorite part is going to be more of these coaching terms and phrases that I use personally or in the coaching world or analogies that I use that are just so important to understand and help you make your shift, help you make your change from the real to the ideal. So Let's jump in with that as I talk so much here. Now, let's talk about number one, set point weight. So set point weight is a biological control method in humans. It's just biological that we regularly keep our weight at a predetermined set point, as it would be. It's different for each individual. And our body likes to be there without diet and restriction. And our, it's our kind of our happy and healthy weight. And it looks different for every person. And this could vary from 5 to 15 pounds over at any given time or under, um, depending on the person. But we don't weigh ourselves here, of course. So that is set point weight. That's where we want to be. But we don't weigh ourselves. But if you're, look, if you're thinking about 
how your body will be, your body does get to a point if you eat intuitively to a certain set point and then you will just be that way forever. I was talking to a friend once and she said, my body has been the same size for 15 years and she's been happy. She's just happy. She's not that ideal, but she's happy and healthy and that's what I'm talking about here. It's where your body is at its healthiest, happy weight. Healthy is not what we originally thought it would be, of course, of what the world thinks of healthy means looking thin, skinny, fit, but you are honestly very healthy and happy. So next, number two, honeymoon stage. So honeymoon stage is where from when I coach with people, it's at that point where you start eating whatever you want. It's called that for a reason. You're on a honeymoon with food. (laughs) It's that first initial jump you make from food rolls to finally having no food rolls. A lot of people think this is a bad time because they think you're going to go all hog wild or they will themselves. But really, we have to stop the war with food and have all food become neutral. And that's how you do it is you just jump in and you trust the process and know that it will fizzle out in time. And you enjoy that time for a while. And it could be one week to one month to several months of what you need to do. And you allow yourself to have those experiences of like, oh, I ate too much. I did not like how that felt. And you keep going back and forth. And of course, there are those that really do suffer from binge eating disorders. And they may need some, um, some more care in that way. And that would be beyond my scope as I, though I have been there before with my own eating disorder of binge eating and I had to get some clinical help at a, at a outpatient program. So if you need to do that, go and do that as well. But the honeymoon stage is a very helpful time, very fun time. Okay. Number three, body cues. So kind of, kind of something you've heard before, I'm sure. And you, it's when you feel sensations in your head, in your eyes, your mouth, neck, or throat, even your shoulders can have it, or your chest, especially your stomach, and bladder, and legs. These are all messages your body's trying to tell you, and this in relation to eating, and with intuitive eating, we are going to become pros as you learn intuitive eating, what your body is really telling you, and you, and it will look different for each person. I actually start to get shaky when I even when I, it's not necessarily haven't eaten in forever, but even after I've skipped one meal, but after a few hours after I've skipped one meal. So I know I need to honor that cue that my body's telling me and do something for it. Body cues are powerful. Okay. Number four, diet mentality. This is one you've probably heard if you've been with me for a while, but let me keep it, let me shoot it straight with you and keep it keep it real on what it really is as we are going through terminology today to help us really get to what it is and be on the same page. So it refers, diet mentality refers to the thoughts and beliefs and perceptions that either that either linger from past dieting experiences or have been shaped and reinforced by diet culture. And it could be both, not just one or the other. Honestly, a lot of times if we are shaped and reinforced by diet culture, we've dipped into finally playing by its rules and dieting and going into those dieting experiences and even the experiences of trying to fit into beauty culture. Beauty culture is also very enmeshed with diet culture and can't. it's like picking up a stick. You can't find one without the other. And 
this is the it's an act and this act of dieting is a form of trauma to the body and to your mind and the impact it has on your thought patterns can be significant and long lasting so diet mentality is something that we have to be really clear on and really know that this is something you're dealing with it is I think a form of OCD a form of control for a lot of people and it could be that you just, it's not enoughness, just the plague of not enoughness in this world. Okay, now number five, authentic health. Authentic health is you combine your inner attunement with what feels right to you, aka your intuition, your intuitive side. That's where we're at here, intuitive eating. And with outside proven health guidelines. With those two things combined, you will achieve your own authentic health. So sometimes intuitive eating gets a bad rap that it doesn't take in these outside perspectives, but it does. And it has a lot of research that's backed by it. Just look it up. I am not the type to totally go in onto that here. That's not what I feel like the podcasts I want to do. <laughs> but I know and I've read them and with the books and the study I have done that as you combined, it's a Venn diagram as you do the one side focusing on your inner attunement, but then going with these proven outside health guidelines, that middle part of the Venn diagram will then finally be your authentic health. It is so exciting. Awesome. So num- number six, I think we're on number six, congruence. Congruence, you probably remember it from geometry in high school. I got a D actually. I got, I had a really bad grade and then I went to summer school and had to retake the class. I am just not a math person. And it was really hard because I took it from the football coach that he was just stern, stern, stern. And I could not get things down. Anyway, I digress. But congruence is how we choose a certain food is how we, if we start to really pair it with itself, it's going to be how we feel in our body. So it's no matter how good the food tastes, if you feel lousy after eat it, after you eat it, it will taint, taint your entire experience and prevent you from doing it again in the future. Just like when one time I went to an Asian buffet with a, after a family gathering and I, I had a bad experience and I started throwing up <laughs> and then I, I just could not do Asian food for a long time. And then, and I couldn't do buffet buffets for even longer after that and my husband always teases me about it but it really tainted my experience it's the same thing with just if you really are um going into yourself and seeing how it really feels and being congruent with what you see here in those triangles match like geometry if you want to feel this way are you going to eat the food over here that makes you feel that way it has to be congruent but when you are in out of congruence with your food choices you can tell and your blood sugar is low, or you lack energy, your stomach hurts, you're bloating, you're over, overly sleepy. So congruence is a powerful word I really try and drill with my clients. Now, number seven, play food. These are the foods. A lot of people call it junk food. That's why I'm redefining it here. We call it play food. They are foods that lack vitamins and minerals and protein and fiber. And we are trying to swerve ourselves over here to, from saying junk food. We don't want to be saying that as much because our words have power. And junk means that you need to throw it away in the trash. But these foods still have merit. 
And with kids, if you were to keep this simple, if, if you're thinking about this even with the way you say it with your kids, junk food, play food, there, to say it on the other side that there are certain foods that are grow food because they need both. And especially like we have weekends every week. We have vacations every once in a while. Those are needed. We need those vacations, weekends, just like we need those cupcakes. We need those truffles. <laughs> we need those Doritos every once in a while. They're, they have merit. They have their place. So start using play food. Now eight, pseudo dieting. So the word pseudo is fake or it is not real, <laughs> but um, it's kind of masked behind and it's pseudo dieting is an unconscious form of dieting and is where you have those diet thoughts and they're still acting out the behaviors, but don't consider yourself to be on an actual diet. This is where I was for a long time and it's a lot of what people say with the clean eating is these days, which great, it's awesome to eat good, nutritious, whole foods, but it comes to a point where that's the only thing they do and has to be to a strict extreme or it starts to affect their psyche and their stress levels and where they're really putting their intentions and their motivation on life and the way their body looks and how good they perform with their diet plan or well like I'm saying it's not a diet but it is unconscious that um they are still the behaviors. It's just putting a different term on it. Or as I've heard recently, it's upgrading the square footage where there's um, macros. People, a lot of people still consider that dieting, but some people don't because everything fits. Mm, not quite. You may just have upgraded square, foot, square footage to your new prison. It really is a prison when you are confined by these rules. Some some may may disagree but as I have found it is so much better to find it in your own intuition first and that's where intuitive eating is and there's so much power behind that and intuitive eating is backed by all the research of the eating disorders centers that's used by so many eating disorder centers and even if you're not if you don't have an eating disorder it, it works for everyone <laughs> it's not just for that it's the most healthiest way they get people to get back onto onto a healthy track and I think it should be taught earlier on. And that's why it's coming forth. Now, I think we're on number nine. Joyful movement is an approach to physical activity that emphasizes finding pleasure in the way we move our bodies. Physical activity is in a variety of ways. It, can, it helps your physical and your mental health. And it is aside from weight loss. It's not anything to do with it. <laughs> It helps in your digestion as well and improving your mood, relieving stress and many other things. So we're looking for ways to be happy and joyful in our movement and we will find that the more we choose that, that's where we're going to be happy and we'll actually tend to do it more and more. For example, riding a bike. For me, I felt like I had to do a hard run before, but now I have found so much fun in riding my bike and I want to say I'm a biker and I actually just have a hybrid and I and even as I bike, I just, I just kind of ride around and stroll it's not really very fast and hard it's just for the enjoyment of it and I still get some activity and it's so good especially getting the benefits of being in nature helps me so much with my mental health okay I think we're on 10 stealth deprivation so stealth deprivation it's a lot like that um pseudo dieting 
it's you still feel like you need to overcome it's usually brought up when you still feel like you need to overcome your emotional eating because if you feel even if you feel like you've come a long ways with rejecting diet mentality mentality there might be more to go you might still in a stealth way depriving yourself and so it's over it's it's coming out in the emotional eating you feel like you just need to shove it all in because you're not going to have it again somewhere else or you just replaced it you've been replacing foods in another way but you probably needed the main food you really needed that cupcake not necessarily the the healthier cupcake over here <laughs> but it comes in a lot of different forms so that's kind of a overgeneralized term for it but keep that in mind that you might have some stealth deprivation if you're still overeating Okay, 11, interoceptive awareness. That's a big word. Now, interoceptive, can you think of that? That's inside, introceptive. And we're pers- it's a perspective of the inside, introceptive, and being aware of it. What is going on inside and how we can finally listen to our body and take action on it. It's a huge part of finding and honoring your hunger. You get to know your body's sensations. You're being aware of what is going on inside when you start to feel hungry. And when you start to feel full, you know what those feelings are. And it's, it's different for everyone. Okay. Introceptive awareness. This is part of a lot of what I talk about with the fifth principle of intuitive eating, feeling your fullness. Now on to number 12, n- new scale. So that doesn't sound like a a terminology because it's just the word new scale because we know of our normal scale that we used to use and now hopefully you've gotten rid of it and you don't even have it put away you just don't even have it in your house <laughs> if you can um, I can't necessarily because my husband still wants his around and that's okay maybe some family members of yours still do but um, this new it's a new scale for you now and this is a scale in your mind <laughs> this is a scale of what you're going to be using as a gauge honestly it is a way for you to really start listening to your inner body signals and it is in you start by getting into the habit of asking yourself so simple before you go to eat am I hungry and when you're starting to feel full am I feeling full each time you go to start and finish your meal okay (laughs) we have to get to those basics right so as a step further, that scale, as I'm saying, that gauge, use a scale from zero to 10 on where you are, I guess, as far as feeling hungry or full. Zero being starving and 10 being Thanksgiving dinner stuffed. And I've talked about this before. But when you use the scale and your body signals as your best guide when you should start and stop eating, this is going to be your best bet. And a lot of times we like to, we want to kind of live within that four to seven range. You're just comfortably full or just politely hungry and you're not getting to that ravenous side or the completely um, stuffed, I'm going to throw up because I eat too much side. So um, this can look different for a lot of people. Some people do like to snack regularly or they don't and they actually find a lot of um, satisfaction eating a bigger portion and they just even with their their school or work schedule that's when they can actually fit in their time to eat and have the time to sit down too that's a big part of it too so 
That's a cool one. Now, number 13, 911 nutrition plan. So you may say after years of dieting or being stressed that you never feel hungry or I'm just too stressed to know what to eat and I don't know what to eat. That's a big one. Um, these, so this, this 911 nutrition plan is for when you know in your mind, I really should probably be eating. It's been enough amount of time, even though we're trying to connect with our hunger signals, sometimes they're just not there yet. And that's okay. That's part of us working towards getting there. They're going to come back, but we need to be smart and savvy and know that, okay, well, we better meet them halfway as a 911 plan. This is... So these are these meals that you write down and you go to when you just don't want to eat, but you know you should. And this might be for people that undereat or maybe really dieted to the extreme towards the anorexic side, which again, get some help if you're on that side of things. You need to get some further help, getting some help and um, at an eating disorder center as I did. And the different girls I saw and was were peers with there they really struggled but we're all dealing with the same thing I was more on the binge eating side um and orthorexic side but they were too in all different ways um but these this nutrition plan is for you just have a small list of three ideas of meals and three ideas of snacks if you really just can't even do those six really just have three three things that you're going to eat the combos of foods apples and peanut butter being one of them, for example. Yogurt and a banana as a second, if you like those. And these are these are ideas that you know you like and you're not going to be um, pushing it away. Those would be kind of the snack ideas as far as meals. Maybe you really do just like um, ramen with a, with a poached egg on top. Maybe something like that. It has some fat, it has some protein, it has some carbs. It's easy to make. Or for me, I just love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's so easy. You can't even think about You don't even need to think about it. And but it's for those times when you need that help. Okay, we've talked about that for a while because <laughs> it's really important. Number 14, your best list is the term. And this is more my term, not necessarily in the whole intuitive eating community. But I have this be writing down all your foods you like. This includes individual ingredients, all the meals that you like, any desserts, foods you loved as a kid, just anything yummy to you. And then as you write this best list, you circle the ones that you're not eating. And those are the list of foods that you can start incorporating into your life in order to get intuitive eating into your life. Because you need to start getting used to all these foods you restricted in the past. So those those foods you circle put them on your next grocery list kind of circle through and get more and more of those on your grocery list expose yourself to them at restaurants or bring them into your kitchen and eating food we like is a is a part of a happy life and it's so important for your intuitive eating journey and god gave us all foods to enjoy and your subconscious mind will relax and your taste buds are just on this exciting thrill ride for weeks and even months. It's going to be fun for you. It's your best list of foods you love. Like for me, I love granola. I always will, I think. <laughs> my, my taste buds changed before, before and after my eating disorders, but one thing that has stuck through is granola. I've always loved it, so I keep that on my list. Now, I think we're on 15. 
15 or yeah food police food police is the incessant dialogue in your head they are kind of playing out like a loud siren and it's they were created and put there that siren was built in your brain over with dieting that has created rules in your brain and they they should be obeyed and that diet culture and maybe formed it in there as well so it's just a loud siren and they go we we you shouldn't that is those are you don't need two slices of bread for a sandwich you can have an open face sandwich no 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 you could do whatever you want (laughs) if you feel like having both that's okay if and if you do want to have the open face and you don't feel like having that much that much energy to sustain you you don't need all that that's okay too so get rid of those food please kick them out now 16 your favorites list this kind of goes along with the best list it's piggybacking onto it so your favorites list includes two more things you have your whole list of foods you love right here are the next two things you're going to add places different places you love to eat and different people you love to eat with this goes along with the um i think number seven the discover on the satisfaction factor that is part of it when you and and that's along the principles of intuitive eating you need to have a solid satisfaction factor with your food not it's not that every single meal you eat needs to be an epicurious experience but that you generally you are a type of person that leans towards catering to your wants and wants not just needs your wants that you like to go to that particular cafe or you like eating with that particular person or maybe you don't you know it just doesn't work as well for you at certain places certain people but you have that list I call your it's your final favorites list of those things adding in the foods that you do like okay number 17 okay yes 17 staying power of food that phrase staying power of food food that increases your fullness is food that has staying power it and it includes combinations of the carbs and the fats and the proteins and fiber and you'll know kind of what certain foods are for you in that way it could be like I was saying um, with some of those 911 nutrition plan um, examples those definitely have some staying power like apples and peanut butter that has it uh, almond but I like using almond butter I like it a little bit better but it has especially the almond butter has a high staying power because it has a great combination of the carbs and the fiber and the protein and fat especially can't forget that then let's move on to the next one 18 we're almost there sensory specific satiety SSS so this is saying it's basically a fancy way of saying your cravings okay but it's a you're looking for specific sense of sensory experience or a specific to give you that f- that satisfaction that satiety we're looking for that a particular experience and studies have shown that within two minutes of finally consuming that single food you've been wanting your taste buds will begin to diminish in taste so sometimes it is better to go after your SSS, your actual craving, um, because you may be bouncing around it and trying to find 
the ice cream that is a little lower calorie, but it just doesn't really hit the spot because it doesn't taste the way you remembered and liked. But if you finally get to that and actually have that first and you enjoy it and you don't even have that much, it's going to be much better off than you went bouncing around to finally trying to find the thing you really, and you knew subconsciously what you really wanted. Okay, 19, last bite threshold. So it is when you are trying to show to yourself that you're transitioning and setting your final boundary. This is more into um, feeling your fullness um, principle number five because you are full and you realize I need to have a threshold now of really having my last bite. And you felt those cues come on. I'm feeling full. I could tell my stomach is going to hurt if I go too far. And this is intuitive to you and a respect to yourself. It's not because you have to only eat a certain amount on your diet. You are just doing and telling yourself, this is my last bite, regardless of whether you have more food on your plate or not. And Because a lot of times we want to finish our whole plate. And this is not to go into dieting. This is to help us honor ourselves and what we're feeling in the last term here we're going to talk about today goes right along with that and because we were talking about how much more is on your plate or not this phrase is clean plate club you can probably guess what it means but you don't hear every day it's finishing all your food on your plate a lot of people and a lot of I was in that that boat we're in this club (laughs) this fictitious club that we eat all the food on our plate regardless of how much is served and regardless of how you feel and maybe it was a part of your childhood, and that's how your parents made you do it. It's very common. Or just because in the past you had that deprivation, or you're just eating too fast, or you just let yourself get too hungry. So it's very common. It's been really cool to find all these terms as I have gone through my experience with intuitive eating and coaching people. So I really hope that was helpful. I'm excited, though, to go into next week. I have... 18 terms for you with those coaching terms and just my own terms I've gathered through my experiences and as I've met with different professionals and people and just my uh, what I bring to the table as a coach that's why I would love to coach you coaching is specific and individual in a relationship and as I have come to coach different people and I have actually had coaches I love to see different people and their perspectives and they all bring different experiences to the table so I would love to coach you let me know if you'd like to do that go to the show notes and click on the link in that bio of a free intuitive eating breakthrough session so I hope to get you started on your intuitive eating journey but tune in in two weeks where we will talk be talking about the 18 the 18 um terminology terms of coaching i'll see you then thank you for listening and i hope today's show filled your soul and gave you the direction you were searching for in your health life and relationship with god i would love to stay connected subscribe to my podcast so that you can be the first to know when new episodes go live and it would mean so much to me if you would rate and review this podcast just down below your words inspire me and give me that boost to create more inspiring content to share I would love to meet you on social media. Find me on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if this show really inspired you today, take a screenshot to share it on social media and tag me or click the share button to give it to someone else that would also benefit from these spirit-filled discussions. 
Let us all spread the good word of the gospel of Christ and help others in any way we can. Thank you again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting with you.